part season Star three. Trek, right? Oh, welcome to Bonehead. Yeah. How are oh, you? and 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 Joe's recording. James, I am thirty minutes left to go in that last episode. Don't ruin it for me. I, oh. I put my wad on it last night. What took you so? Uh, so we're not supposed I have to tell kids. Him. We're not supposed oh, to tell really? him that that's finally. <laughs> I, you have one. I have we're, two. We're not. They pick up twice as much time. It's yes. time to put them down. You have dinner at three o'clock, so they'll be in bed by six. <laughs> so they can get up at four to slop the hog. Let's, let's not argue over over our children. Let's just go ahead and ruin it for Chad. So we're not supposed to tell them about when Cybok shows up and it all ties back to Shaka Reed. I mean, I, it oh. was, I loved how they connected Peter Weller. Character. <laughs> so and he's in the Kelvin generations. Timeline. He's in know, the Kelvin timeline, but they made it work. They made it work, bud. They made it work. Okay, so let me add. And they me. finally fixed into darkness. It, does this? <laughs> oh no, there's no fixing that. Um, Turns out it was actually Gary Seven pretending to be Khan just to throw everybody off so he could right. warn people right. that Khan was still out there. That's it what that was. me when they did that fake John Wayne, Ricardo Montalban bullshit, have him show <laughs> up with the CGI. Yeah, huh. well, I mean. But they got but, the chest right. The, and they did use at least the uh, John Wayne playing Genghis Khan from The Conqueror. Yeah. So, I mean, it worked a little. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry we earned that for you, Chad. He and the rest pictures. of the audience. By the way, we're going to give you some spoilers for season three. If you haven't seen it, probably so can, should go ahead and listen because we need the clicks or listens or whatever they call them. So I'm just curious if this makes me really nerdy or racist. sad or a combination of the two. Not necessarily racist, but we were I was watching it. I like the fact it didn't completely deny it either. Well, but and, you know, here's here's the thing, by the way. One thing about Star Trek, say what you will. But it is still confronting Star Trek Discovery. It is still dealing with both racism on a systematic level. I mean, Burnham's relationship with Klingons from the first season. But also, it is dealing with the, it still deals with the casual racism that goes back to the original series, where McCoy would always call out Spock as, you know, a cold blooded Vulcan and everything, which is a form of racism. Now, they were friends, so I guess it's okay, but we have to acknowledge that is a little bit problematic. Yeah. Outside of that cultural, you know, if he starts walking up to random Vulcans on the street and being like, listen, you green blooded hobgoblin, now that is, that is direct and that's not. That is still one of my favorite lines. Goblin from now on. Uh, Every time I hear that line. I chuckle. It's just, I say that half jokingly, but that is actually a valid point that gets brought up some. And I think Discovery does a pretty good job of still saying, okay, we still got Discovery some... this season was dealing with people and their pronouns. Yeah. I yeah. prefer to be called them or they instead of this. Which, of by she. the way, uh, Chad yeah. wants to be called that. No, I just, I, I don't, um, I just, I would prefer not to be called that. what, I would just prefer not to be called what most females called me my entire life. Ugh. that's I all i think they called you that to your face Chad, not to my face feel um if it makes you feel any better i too had issues with what women called me it took me a long time to get them to stop calling me their royal sex machine it <laughs> took i took a while to break but i had to be like no no my no, lovely no, purple headed warrior no oh. no women i am just a normal man just i like am beguiled by his what do you call those? Widow's Peak. Hi, please, Kyle. please, madam. We don't need to care, hear about how you cut your pubic hair. But please, madam, stop calling me your royal sex machine. I know uh, you're the queen of England, but stop, stop. Please. All right, so Chad, get through your point. Yeah, so no, I just didn't know if it, I was watching it one night and I was by myself alone in the dark and they mentioned self-sealing stem boat, bolts. And yes. I went, and I went, ah, ah. And then I realized I'm the only one in the room. <laughs> and also, I'm the only one in this house who would even get that reference. <laughs> uh, you know, you lost me. Weren't it self? I, 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 uh, I don't know self-sealing. You don't know about self-sealing stem bolts? They're referred to, I think, I don't think they're in the original series, but I think they're referred to from next generation forward. It's one of those. Uh, oh, they, it was really, it was really heavy, heavy, heavy in DS9. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Well, so, it, isn't that an entire subplot? Doesn't like, and I could be misremembering, what, but doesn't Jake and Nog somehow get a a, a um, 
a case of self-selling yes. stem boats and they're they trying to figure out what they can yes what they can trade it for and how they can barter it and what they can do with it yes, and that's no, the I, only time where you actually see what a self-sealing stem bolt looks like it don't look like no damn bolt no if you <laughs> if you play this the video game that it's available on your app store whatever you use galaxy or or uh whatever apple um star trek timelines actually there's step where you have to upgrade your characters over time and about, I think almost every character at one point, you have to get an upgrade that involves a self-stealing stem bolt. And it has a picture of them there. And I'm always yeah. like, oh. And again, I'm with you, Chad. Like, I play that game, and, and every time I'm like, oh, hee hee, self-stealing stem bolt. <laughs> Nobody cares. I no, could not stop. I can't show it to my wife and kids. Be like, look, it's a self-stealing stem They don't. I just could not stop giddy laughing about the fact that they said self-stealing, self-sealing stem Stealing. bolt. And Star and Joe, Trek Discovery. I'm like, oh my God, I got a reference. <laughs> Joe, you try to tell the kids about self sealing stem boats, stem bolts today. They just don't care. All right. So, well, this is what Chad and I were talking about before James got on late was that I didn't think the last episode of this, I apologize to our audience, was one of our better ones. Blame me. And the thing is, is we were talking, to, I don't know that we talked about the series enough. And, and here's my confession I have seen every episode of Star Trek now, except for Lower Decks, right? that is available to see i have seen them all but i've never considered myself a trekkie or a trekker however you want to say it them they you us whatever now i love star trek but i swear to god i have to have people remind me about what happened it never sticks in my head now i can say that about a lot of shows i know the movies the first six movies like the back of my hand well i know two through six like the back of my hand but I don't can't remember the shit. So I was excited about tonight to talk about it because I just don't remember most of it. Yeah. I'm, I just don't, I, it doesn't stick. I remember like, I remember a lot of stuff from DS nine. Cause I love DS nine. I've we've said it before. It's my favorite one, but laws of acquisition times, and a few things like that, but self stealing, stealing, say shit. I can't even say it. I, I can't, I don't know why. Self-stealing stem boats, you can't, self-stealing stem boats, you can't, you can't keep track of, they keep stealing themselves. So can we talk, here's my, here, so can we, here's the elephant in the room for season three, for me. There's a couple of things, but this is the big one. So they're in the future 800 years, if you've watched the show, we're going to do some spoilers, correct? Is it 800 years, roughly? 800, 900. Yeah, yeah. It's, 800, it's, I thought it was like 987. It's 900 some, yeah. That's, it's been a long time. It's been a shit long time. Because they make the comment. They get there and everybody... It's been a long no, hold time. On. Hold on, hold on. Let me get us some extra clicks. It's been a long road getting from there to here. Or... Enterprise fans, that was for you. Thank or, you for tuning in. It's been a while. <laughs> I can't do stained. No, you've they been stained, though. But you have stained several things before. <laughs> here's my problem with all this i don't give a shit of who's a clavecian <laughs> whatever they're called i like a lot of the characters we talked about that last episode i don't care that now things don't talk and they come back and they they're basically transformers going through asteroid fields none of that bothers me you know what i call bullshit on on all this whole exercise not the wormhole not that they've traveled through time not that they're science fiction none of this shit here's what i call bullshit on this season three is that they're able to put them on this monitor or whatever the view almost said the viewfinder as soon as somebody calls they're being hailed they're able to put them on you can't get a fucking iphone 5 to talk to an iphone 8 how in 800 years are they using this antiquated technology to still be to talk to others? Do you all not, does that not just drive you all crazy the first few episodes? And then they fix it because then the ship gets an upgrade once they find Starfleet. I was sitting there, it's pissing me off the whole time. We still use Morse code. Not the same. And we've only had Morse code for what, 300 years? And they use Morse code on the episode where they talked to Peter Weller back in time. <laughs> Chad hasn't got to see yet for that last 30 minutes. I had no, they have seen, seen the Morse Trek into darkness and the motion picture. Don't I've ask me. I've seen how. the Morse code part. Well, what were you, where were you tapping to him? I was telling him to keep tapping. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I have one no, other problem with it, but keep going. Well, here, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that because I do think it's one of the things that if I, if I hook up a, uh, 
You yeah, can't well, get I, an analog television to play without no. an adapter. No, that's that may be a valid point, but AM FM radio signals still work. They How old out there. <sighs> I just call bullshit. I was just sitting there going an iPhone five and an iPhone eight. You can't yeah, even get the I, same charger for that shit. It won't even work. Keep going. No, I mean that honestly, honestly, that didn't even phase me. There's stuff that do that does knock me out of it, and I'm gonna get into that too. But it's something that is universal across all Star Trek that I just can't stand. I just I literally can't stand it. All right. Those last three episodes are almost a movie. They're so action-packed and good. Oh god, yes. They're that they were it was an homage to Die Hard at one point. It, oh, it's well, total. I actually just looked over at Christy and said, Was that fucking Die Hard? And she goes, It was no, either die, was die, die Hard or Executive Decision. No, it was Die Hard. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to take credit for Die Hard. Here's my second thing. And before I want I want I mean, I mean, they I mean, in all fairness, Michael Burnham did Steven Seagal stam it. By the way, I want to say before we're done, before I, and then you all can feel free to take over. I enjoyed the season. There's, there's always one or two clunker episodes, but there is for anything. However, is it really still Star Trek? Yeah. Yo, God, why wouldn't it be? It is. It It just isn't as it's just not the same. I enjoy it. It's called Star Trek. Obviously, it takes place in the Star Trek universe. All right, back to what we were doing. So, I, as I was saying, I know it's a controversial thing. I know I'm not the Trekker. I know it, it is Star Trek, but in a way, it just isn't. But see, I and I, I enjoy think... it. I'm not shitting on the show, James. I enjoy them. But I, I think the difference between it and 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 Star Wars is a a little bit more of 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 the the technology side of things like there is a little bit more as as the next generation cast termed it techno babble but there's a little bit more science to back what they do uh the other part about it though that sticks out to me is that star wars tends to be individually focused and what I mean by that is, yes, you have other characters, but ultimately the newer movies are about Ray, especially especially if we go by that last film. Finn isn't given a lot to do. Poe's no, not given no, a lot no, to no. do. It is it we is spent a Ray two show. hours raking that thing across the car. Yeah. No, no, I know. And then and the sadly, I wasn't on there. I wasn't on that episode to tell you how much I hate it. <laughs> but the, the other side of it is, it's worse you know, than episode in, one. And the same thing, like we care about the other characters, but it is a Skywalker show, right? I mean, yeah, the, the, and for so, those specific movies, yes. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So I think within what most people consider the main main heart of Star Wars is individual focus. I think Discovery is is still that ensemble. Yeah, because to I, me, and to me, like I said, Burnham, yes, is the quote unquote main character, but there's so many other characters that, like, honestly. Something happens to Jet Reno. I, I'm telling you right now. Um, I'm not going to be happy. Kurtzman, I will, I will, I will pout. I, I can't do anything to you. You're yeah. famous and I'm nobody. But I will. There'll be like two or three days where I will just post on Facebook and tag or on Twitter and tag you. This is how I feel right now, and it'll be a sad fat man like me. Is that what you want, Kurtzman? Yeah, Don't and, kill off Jet Reno. And then you know, no. And James mentioned this, but I I, I kind of want to jump on on your your comment about that because if you don't consider this Star Trek, but how can you consider something like the Mandalorian Star Wars other than no, the very last episode? It's very, it's it's close. The, I think the difference for me is the only thing that this. I get your point, but I think the only thing that this kind of carries over from all other Star Treks in a theme, and I'm probably talking about theme here, and most of this is just a feeling I get, so it's kind of hard to qualify and explain. But when we're talking about themes, the one thing that this does do, like other Star Treks, is the social commentary. Yeah. 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 And but it had it, it's it's quite a bit self-referential the diehard thing is a very good example is very much becoming a space opera it jumps characters quite a bit of there's here then there's there as far as who's going to be the captain this kind of week it's it, it just 
Yeah, I think just I, things are, you know what I mean? For but I think, the storytelling. I think with that, I think they're building up to something because that's one that, and that's one of the problems that I found out that Star Trek fans are having with this is that it's telling a continual story because when you watch season yeah. one, did you really think by season three, they were going to be 900 years in the future? I mean, I think they're, they're, they're leaning a cap. I mean, it's just right now it's, they're, 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 they're lost in space. They don't know what they're, they're not lost in space, but they're lost in time. And they don't know they're, they're figuring things out for the first time. Uh, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's Star Trek. Here's why, here's my reasons why it feels like Star Trek to me. Federation's gone. Here are this, this group of people who knew what the Federation was and what it should be. And they want to get it back to that point well, because they know I'm, how well it is. And then at the same time, Star Trek has always been about exploration. It's always been about strange new things. Point. I don't know that a lot of this is about exploration. But in, in a way it is though. I mean, if you think about the new planet that's surrounded by the, the nebula, the dilithium crystals, if you but think once about- again, it's just a plot device from A to B. I don't think, it's not like they, it's not, and, and probably Strange New Worlds will address this a little bit more, but I, I, I don't well, know. And, and I mean, seeing the, the master, uh, James, the, the guardian of the, for guardians of forever yeah well which i love and that's kind of a throwback to what we saw in enterprise and what we've seen a couple different times where you know the guardian carl uh i really like that episode but that is a that is a fan service heavy episode and oh it it is it makes sense and it actually harkens back to harlan's point a little bit that the guardians were originally going to be people and so I love the fact they kind of built that back in that this is a thing of so much power that it can be what it wants to be. Yeah. Um, um, you know, that it can warp time to become what it needs to be. And so I, I, I really like that episode. I agree. There's a lot of fan service, but I also don't think it's so much like um, I, my wife's not a, I mean, she's seen some original series episodes, but she's by no means a fan, but that didn't take her out of the episode. Like she was like, okay, so it was something from before. Cool. It's one of the few I times I had to remind Christy what we were talking about because I was that was actually the only episode where I went, oh, 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 like that real quick. And she was like, I don't understand. I was like, well, yeah, because usually I have to ask her because I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I, I and, and boys, it's not a judgment so much on the show as much as they have adapted something to probably more modern taste. It's just. I, I feel like it's less Trek. It's, it's, I, I will it's give you that. Star Trek. I will it, give you a, that. that action it. piece. And I love the fact that they do 10, 12, th- well, it's 13 episodes, but it just jumps and it's, it's just not quite. Sound. But I like the show quite a bit. I really so, do. I, it's no, always entertaining. It's very, and I get what, very well made. I, I really get what you're saying. And, and the thing with this Star Trek series is that it's the first Star Trek series that's been given a flipping, a flipping budget. And also, yeah, it looks also, good. It looks good. Also, we have the we have technology in TV and cinema making has advanced so much since the original series, since even Voyager, that you know you're you're they're, they're able to do a lot more, and and they're they're fully utilizing that, in my opinion. But um, I, I think the other thing that makes this still Star Trek to me and not star wars star wars there are individual people that have yeah. power right and to me the standout point. character and not giving anything too much away chad i know you've got a half an hour left and i don't think this is going to give anything i too will much knock away. you in the nuts next time i see you buddy it'll don't be a risk it. i have to take because i have to say this in this episode or i don't feel i have talked about season three to me the standout part and the heart of Discovery season three is a character that only appears twice. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say three times. I'm like, yeah, it is Kovic. The the That's guy that James. kept Joe. on that little remote. Oh, okay, outpost, I had no idea. That guy on the little remote outpost that kept the Federation alive would not hang the banner because that is supposed to be hung by a Starfleet officer, but he kept the faith. That was a great episode. Yeah, I love that. And that 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 story arc he has in what really two appearances is one of the most star trek it's not about the federation it's about the idea it's not about and that to me is what makes this all of the discovery and to be honest the fact that star trek discovery is addressing as, as we alluded to before ideas of gender and all of that stuff they Why do are get we that right they really so do far? the social they commentary did. the social commentary i i 
that part of discovery is star trek and I think that's the, that's why I'll argue this is it's not to me it's not gone in, and by the way I love Star Wars I'm not bashing Star Wars but Star Wars is about oh look you've got a space wizard yeah and and before anybody and hopefully you put this on all the Trek boards because before all of them start bashing me I've been bashed before I've told you all about the Frank shit right <laughs> <laughs> and he and I got along fabulously I can't imagine what would have happened if it went poorly um, yeah he did we should say he didn't have a problem with you. He people who later watched the interview the fan, there was yeah problem. yeah the people watched the interview had a problem with it. so I, I it's 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 just less trek to me it's just not trek it is star trek but it doesn't have whatever that tangible theme feeling i have see i i struggle with that because to me it's there's elements of and it it's not a negative thing i don't it doesn't no, no, bother no. me but I, I think the other side of it is, to me, there is elements Much more bothered of it about that, the stupid technology working with something 800 years um, later. Can't even the, find the, an adapter for your damn phone. But, well, the Federation resolved all that before it got blown up. Anyway, <laughs> the... the uh, you know, the, it's in the, that it's in that it's in that it's in that glass Nova cloud thing over there. Well, now the flip get all side of that though is in. actually never used that actually, plot Joe, device before. I do have a I do have a flip side for you though. There, there is a point to be made that when the Enterprise gets flung back in time in the original series, they can read radio signals, they can pick up TV signals, they can do all of that stuff. You see that in Tomorrow Is Yesterday. You see the so I mean, and that's the ship doing it, not, not uh, City. Oh, I could forever, go off about how are they learning eight hundred year advanced technology so quickly too? Don't get me. Well, now in all fairness, that. Linus doesn't exactly get it right. If you remember, my friend, he tries. They don't exactly get it right, but they're not having problems with the Coke machine. Yeah, I will. I will. I will back Joe up on this. This was one aspect of it that really bothered me. Was all of a sudden they're like, oh, we know how to, and they're they're using their badges and they're looking. I'm like, how? that requires some training now one thing you know they they don't talk about the span of time of how long this is going on that's my that was my one this is what i told myself is this could have been five months it know, could have yeah. been but, you know, and you i'm know, just like the same time montage and they had to fight the klingons for the ski school i mean actually i would have paid real money if they just would have cut to like one of them running up an icy hill and then one of rocky them said, rocky four reference and then one of them said it'd be no tribble at all <laughs> yeah just, just give give me give me fan service no That's fine. Tribble at all so, I, so let's talk i mentioned him were, were either one of you all shocked when david cronenberg came on no yes I and no because every part of that and i know, I, know he, I love him on the show but i didn't know a, he was coming on yeah but he has a bigger story i hope because that's another character where i'm like oh he is just so good. so did you guys read the interview about him acting now no he has to make a living <laughs> oh I, you know and it's, hard to, it's harder than ever to put together an independent film you know the flip side of that, and I, I'm not I'm not doubting David Cronenberg. Let me say that. But don't you think like if if he if he were to live on, let's say our means, what would that be? Two conventions for him, charge a hundred bucks a signature. How many people? Yeah, would I actually know a couple of stories about him. I mean, Carpenter talks about him a little bit. Of course, Carpenter is also a curmudgeon, but a fan, huge fan. I'm a huge fan of both of them, but he's also a curmudgeon. So, I, yes, you would think. Uh, the um they act the way well i'm not going to get into it because this is less track but i love the fact that he showed up uh, he had a couple of scenes uh towards the end that are a little not hammy but a little he could have put a he could have put a little less cronenberg on it you guys know what i'm talking about oh yeah there was like well, oh just don't say just say the lines <laughs> just act a little but I can't, I, I've got to find out what his character is. I'm with you all. And I, hopefully they're building something out for that. Uh, and I mean, every you know, every time Toronto, he's... He lives in Toronto, right? Is that where the show's made? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, uh, Van, yeah, yeah, Vancouver. Is it Vancouver or Toronto? I think, I think, well, it was Vancouver. I don't know. I know they're doing Strange New Worlds right now in Vancouver, but they've already filmed, or they began filming on, on Discovery much earlier. Oh, are they um, already shooting on season four? Oh, yeah, this Discovery season four started filming before Strange New Worlds. Now, when it's going to come out, 
there's conspiracy theories about. But. Oh, okay. So I, I enjoy it. I hope they build that character out. It was cool to see him. I, I, so I knew he was but, acting more, Chad. So my answer was, yeah, I was like, oh, but I think it actually had been ruined and I'd forgotten it and it clicked in my head. Yeah, I mean, as, I, soon, as soon as he came on the screen, I'm just like, holy shit. And the fact that he's looking... The way that he looks now, those glasses were killing me, by the way. <laughs> but uh, See, I love so much of that, though, because it is, I mean, it's one of those things that I, I appreciate. And one thing that I think Star Trek Discovery has done really well is effectively, quote unquote, humanize its background or make it really, I mean, yes, yeah. most, of the, most of the Starfleet officers are still really, really fit and don't look like me, but... I guess they figured out the thyroid issues of the future. Well, but Tilly, anyway. Tilly's not really fit. No, 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 no. I mean, she is. Which I like but, that. Well, I was about to say, and 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 she she has a lot of heart, and she's brilliant in her own way, and I love that character. That's another character. Again, there's no character that I can point to going, love everybody, but that every character has something where I'm like, it's a Who's the least interesting one to you all? Um, I don't know. It really depends. Probably... Here's, here's the one thing I do have, and obviously we've got time to figure this out. Discovery has introduced a lot of characters, and some have been largely, for instance, the two doing Morse code. Mm -hmm. They have been there since the beginning. I don't know what their favorite pizza toppings are. I mean, I'm saying that's to be yeah. somewhat silly, but, you know, and of course we look at this retrospectively, right? I have seven seasons of Next Generation to figure out Deanna Troy's preferred chocolate, right? Whatever. We don't have that yet for discovery. We're having to uh, discover it as we go. That being said, I think one thing, uh, Aram, um, the character that sadly was killed off, uh, uh, that was the cyborg type character, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, that's a great character, but I wonder if when people are watching this, you know, 10 years from now, if it's not going to be the same comment some people make about Mayweather from Enterprise. Mayweather was a compelling character. Uh, uh, the first generation born in space, he was called a boomer and all that stuff because part of the space boom travel. But really, what did they do with him in four seasons of Enterprise? He, it's a compelling character and, and no, no issue with the actor that played him, did a great yeah. job. But there were times when that character didn't have much to do other than... And so I, I, think, that the, I think that's one of the challenges I'm having with Discovery with characters is they have a lot of characters yeah arguably i would almost say they may have the most characters that have been given some pretty serious screen time that we don't know much about like you it used to be in the star trek universe if you were on the bridge more than in front of an exploding <laughs> console when it just so happened that a main character was on their coffee break when it right. exploded in space you had a backstory or you would eventually get one like Worf started as that character that was, you know, and then got promoted when Denise Crosby left the series. Mm -hmm. And we got that as that went on, we got more story. I hope we see that with Discovery because there are some compelling characters. We know something about Tilly, we know something about Burnham, we know something about Saru, we know something about Stan, but they do have these other characters. Uh, Detmer, I think, could be a fascinating character. I love the way they 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 addressed in some ways the idea that post traumatic stress exists in the future. Yeah, yeah. That she has those moments where she is keeping it together, and the way people respond around her, and I love the way they're doing that. I just hope we do get to see a deeper exploration as the show goes on, because I, I can't answer your question right now because I don't. I don't know. remember asking one. Did we? You said yeah, who? You said who? You said who was the least interesting character? Thank you for reminding me. James, James gave that diatribe Dad, of, of essentially remember. going, "I don't have an answer." I will answer, but I have a sub, I have a follow-up question. Are you talking about like one of the main characters or do sub characters count? I don't care. Because like James, there are three, he, he mentioned two of them. There's three. There's the, uh, the one who flies next to Detmer, Joanne Usukuin. I'm, I'm going to, that's her character name. I feel like she's just there. She doesn't really do anything. And there's, I'm like, why is she even there? Other well, than I mean, and she gets a little bit more of a character arc in season three. A little bit more, but not nothing too, you know, fascinating. And then even... Come on, Lieutenant she's the one who has to punch Peter Weller in the face to stop Cybok. 
for messing with uh messing with uh Gary Seven pretending to be Khan. And then he looks at her and says, What does God need a fist for? And, <laughs> and she says, You, you should face. never God should never end a sentence on a preposition. <laughs> but and then, then you know, you also got Lieutenant Bryce, who's Ronnie Rowe, who who's the uh, African American gentleman. Um again he's just there he doesn't really serve a purpose so far and i'm just like he, there's nothing i'm like why even provide screen time to him when he's just all he's there is to give a look but now if you want to talk about the top ones i'll tell you the least interesting one for me and it, it's kind of controversial i still have not really globbed on to stamets i just can't I love now, now when reno is in the room stamet shines but for the most part, he's he's just not he's not the character that I think he should be. Like he should be this grumpy, you know, I know everything you don't. And he kind of started it out that way in season one. And now he just kind of say, huh, that's well, fascinating. I, Let's try that. Well, I, I but I think that that to me is, you know, it, the first season he's having to respond to Lorca. So he has to be that way, right? Yeah. Because Lorca and him had that entire scene where this is now a military operation. And he goes, well, it's my science. And they go back and forth. And so he's encountering what would literally be the, the, the sand having to be, okay, you want to be that way? I'll come back you that way. And I think part of that is, to me, it's him being humanized because he's having to interact with people. And, you know, he, he starts to think, well, the Federation or Starfleet operations is always going to be Lorca. They've taken my science. They're making me use it. They're doing this. But then he encounters Tilly, whose dream is to be a captain like Lorca. And she actually brings something to the table and goes, well, let me help you. Mm -hmm. And of course, he's too much of a curmudgeon to say, oh, okay. But when, I'm because I think that's one of the scenes, one of the most monumental mm -hmm. scenes we talked about last week that got a lot of media attention was when, mm -hmm. when she drops the F-bomb. And that's one of the few times, uh, first time you see Stamets say, oh, it's okay, go ahead. Yeah. And to me, that shows kind of that trajectory of that character that Stamets is, he's responding to what's around him. And then he goes through immense tragedy. Like he's going to leave the ship and then he loses, you know, the love of his life who was trying to make him a better person too, was trying to introduce him to opera and trying to, there's more than your science. There's more than... And, and he starts, to, and he doesn't, there's that entire scene where he realizes only after he dies uh, that, you know, that he, he, what he was doing, because he has that, you know, I never listened to this opera the same way. And now that I hear it, I realize the way the notes, it, it's the science in of itself. And, and so I, to me, I think Stamets is the most, almost the most human of the characters because he is, he starts off very territorial and he loves his, he knows what he has created and the value of it. And I think this, the going back to the first season, the first time he goes over and he sees what happened to his counterpart, the other guy that worked on the project with him when they tried to escalate it too quickly and, and they all die and all of that. I think there's, I think to me, I, 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 Stamets is probably, hold a gun to my head, but probably my favorite character because he does have, all right, I love the original series. So to put it in original series term, he has just enough of McCoyism to him. Of oh, he doesn't you know, have the swagger. No, 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 no. But he has that attitude of I know this. This is mine. You know, and so it, it comes I across. Agree, as Chad, a, he's lost a lot of it for the third season. Yeah, I mean, the last episode I've seen something, but I, you know, I'm comparing. Uh, well, I'm comparing. I'm comparing to. I don't want to give away Burton. the end. Well, I'm yeah, I'm because I'm why does God need a doctor? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but but when I look at Stamet, I compare him to LeVar Burton. I compare him to Cole Meany. I compare him to, you know, um, oh God. Well, Cole Meany, I'll give you, but I never thought Jordy was an overly interesting character either. He uh, he he brought he brought no something to, to the character. No, no, never... LeVar Burton's a good actor. I just yeah, don't... no, he 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 was a good director. Pretty, he was a very one-dimensional character in, in Next Gen. He absolutely was. But something about his delivery, his presence, brought something to that role. Yeah, Stamets or, or Bill Anthony Rapp doesn't have that. I feel like now this last episode of season three, when he's being forced to do something that he doesn't want to do, 
I'm I'm starting to catch. I was like, oh, I'm starting to see something. Well, but I'm I think they set up in. season four for that. Yeah, I, I, was say, that I will not give away. anything away. Chad, Nothing around. Yeah, I will not give anything away. But all I will say, I know you've got half an hour left, and I do not want to hear anything. But there is a look, and there's already a lot of conversations going on on Star Trek on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. There is a look that occurs in the last what twenty seconds of the last episode. Twenty seconds, yeah. And it literally speaks volume. And I honestly was saying they're going even oh, before that's the, going to be Yeah, better. even before the look, Chad, though, you're smart enough to know that they just set up season four with all those decisions. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm getting that. I yeah, just yeah, I yeah. I just haven't seen where those decisions lead up to to the, but, the last episode. But and, Chad, and James, real quick, I am blanking. Scotty, what's his name? James Doohan? James Doohan. Yeah. Stamets doesn't really catch on to any but, of those. And I'm like, but, I don't have that. And, and that role, to me, is the role that I have always loved in Star Trek. That's why Stamets is a really hard the time for me. he's not engineer, right? I mean, he's... He, he, he's, he's the closest thing of, to the engineer role. But he, Reno is. And now, granted, Tig Nicaro has not been in a lot, but that is the character, and I want to see more of her. Well, no, and I love, and they work. So it is a Spock and McCoy back and forth when they're when they're playing off of each other. And I love the fact they even have that scene where somebody comes in and they're like, "Well, this shouldn't be how this works." And he's like, "This is the way we process," or whatever. You, that that entire scene is gold. I and honestly, brought back so much original series memories of watching that with my dad and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, finally. And, and again, I think that's why my heart goes out to Discovery for what it's trying to do. And we talked about this last week, where they're allowing confrontation to be even among the crew. That's important, and, I think. And that's one of my, and again, spoilers, but this is what that was one of my favorite scenes of this season was when she just randomly shows up and everybody's like, where have you been? And she's just eating a piece of black licorice. And they yeah. keep saying, you can't have food in here. It's not food, it's candy. It's technically yeah. bad for me. <laughs> It's not, it's not really doing anything for me. And then she just keeps snapping it. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that. That is, I, st- I want to go back and watch it again. Cause I just love that scene. It's only like three minutes long and it's just her eating a piece of black licorice and she just randomly appears out of nowhere. Uh, I really would like to see her become a regular cast member, but I know there's issues with her being able to do the show. With right but, now, with as, as, she, as she said, with COVID. But you know, by the way, the other thing that I do like about it is we get uh, Colbert as, as the doctor, but he's not the main doctor. No. And and I love that we're getting that side of it. Like, you know, that's the only thing about and, and the original series did it occasionally by accident. Like they had Dr. Mbanga, Mbanga, who was also on the Enterprise. They had, you know, you go back to the pilot, it was Dr. Boyce and all that stuff. But we did see other doctors on the Enterprise. We didn't see too much of that in the other shows, which would make it seem, which for Voyager it worked. He's a hologram. But are you expecting to be to believe that Crusher and Bashir just were always in sick bay? And so I do love the fact yeah. that Enterprise or uh, that Discovery has and Phlox too, but the, the Discovery has kind of went, okay, listen, there is there here's your main doctor, and we see her occasionally. But that we're also seeing this is, you know, Dr. Colbert is is not the CMO, but he is a, a doctor in his own right. He works in sick bay, and you see that side of it. And and I, I will say, I think the you know to be uh the the relationship between stamets and culver is a a phenomenal addition to star trek lore i think i it is honestly heartfelt and i i do think those moments of the you know him being uh, stamets being so driven by his science or his i've got to do this or i've got to protect what i created and culver having to be the one going you're gonna have to pull that back a little bit right like and yeah. so that balance of it actually feels like a pretty legitimate relationship because there's times when I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna, and then my, you know, my wife will say, hey, 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 shut up. Yeah. Um, so let me talk to you all real quick, and uh, and I'm I'm kind of curious about your opinions. But there was one when Joe has his communications thing, but there is one thing that really pulled me out of this season, and it goes across all of Star Trek. I can't. I have a hard time every time they go to the alternate dimension. I, it just pulls me out of it because I just hate it, it, the fact that they are so unnecessarily evil and mean, like all the time. Well, the problem I just can't stand it. They it bothers yeah, me. You're right. They've done it all throughout Star Trek so much so that they've went back to something that's been parodied not by everyone but also South Park. Yeah, 
the must the beard yeah. and why do they always it's the same reason that it just occurred to me not until my 40s why are aliens always coming halfway across the galaxy just to steal our water or resources gotta be some place out there that would be a little as easier to do right why are the why well, isn't the opposite dimension just warm and friendly and filled with unicorns well, why, and are, why is, it goes why back to all... our, one of our original episodes why are ghosts always dicks and why are they well, always assholes? They, they're, you know, go. Yeah, and then, you know, Tilly being that evil. I, and I, Mary Weissman's a talented actress. She is. I, I've really grown fond of Mary Weissman as an actress. But even her trying to pull off evil, I'm just like, oh, well, man, y'all it's, I, I don't even know how that way, society the, would function if they were literally that evil. And by the way, the worst, the worst, and, and come at me, Star Trek fans, I don't care, but the worst parallel universe episodes was the ones on enterprise i'm sorry i just hate it every uh, you know it. what I, I i do take issue with that because you take issue I with do, everything i say why no, no, no. what i do like <laughs> why can't about you just love episodes, me james what i do like about those episodes is i think you want to ask your mom that, right this is really not about james it's always about james they redid the credits i love the fact they made those credits more militaristic and it was Ooh, all about they made the robots upside down in the credits are you talking about enterprise I'm talking about the Enterprise. Oh, sorry. Watch the opening credits for this Mirror Universe. It, it's all about the military buildup. So instead of being about, here's our exploration, it's a military drumbeat instead of Faith of the Heart. And it shows, here's our first nuke. Here's how that explains. And then it ends with Enterprise going into space. Yeah. But it's not about the credits. It's about the acting and everything being over the top evil. I just, it, it, I just don't understand it. And every time they go into it, it just tears me out of the Star Trek. I'm like, I just can't handle it enough with the alternate Terran universe. I don't well, care. And, and it's done now. I mean, you watched Discovery. It's, oh, it's, it's not done. Things. It'll come back. Well, they but, always come back to that. And there are other, there are other parallel universes. I don't remember the Terran Empire because but, Earth takes over everything. We take I over guess. Vulcan. We enslave Vulcans. Yeah. We do. And I've never understood um, why Earth is always called Terran, why they're calling Terrans. Like they even do that in, in the Marvel universe. I'm like, I don't understand why we're called Terrans. Because another term for Earth is Terra. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not being sarcastic. This well, is I, answer, Chad. I prefer to be called pink skins by my aliens, but that's just me. And I, I know, and especially Combs if, it's it to me. Combs. if yeah, it's Jeffrey Combs. If it's Jeffrey Combs, he can call me a fat pink by skin the way, anytime he wants to. By the way, any uh, one point I do need to make, Chad, and again, not to argue with you, please don't burn my house down again. Um, the Next Generation does not have a Mirror Universe episode. However, they did eventually do one for the comic book. Oh, so I, but there is no I, Next Generation episode. We never see Mirror Picard, Mirror Kirk, Mirror Geordi. Mirror, you're right. Sorry, I apologize I Kirk, for some I, reason. I okay, you're right. But I, there I is will. no Mirror Universe, He's which, by the way, is He's one lying. that would be. It exists. Um. And, but you know, I, I I do I think the issue there is that we do know parallel universes exist. Yes, the mirror universe is the most over the top militaristic one. It is basically effectively, it's not exactly, but what if the Nazis would have won? And then you would have had this, we're the purest, and then we're gonna go into space and we're gonna say we're the best and take over planets, and you know, we're gonna take we're gonna enslave the Vulcans, the Kelpians, we're gonna um and you see that. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's an over-the-top evil universe, but I do think about all the other universal variations Star Trek has shown. I mean, you get the alternate universe where Edith Keeler dies, and th there's other ones that are shown. I think what makes the Mirror Universe so compelling to so many people is that there is validity, historically, that wars do accelerate technology. I mm -hmm. mean... If you go to the Aviation Museum near Virginia Beach, look at the World War I planes that are plywood and cloth. Yeah. And how much, what, what, 20 some years, 30 years later, we're in World War II and walk over to that hangar and check out those planes. And that's what the Mirror Universe was kind of, when, when the writers were working on the original series and when they revamped it for Deep Space Nine, it was a realization that we advance oddly quickly for war. We some, Joe, you want to go ahead and do the uh, quote from uh, that Orson Welles said that has nothing to do with Star oh, Trek? The, about yeah, well, I can't do it perfectly, but I'll end it with they had brotherly love. What did they produce? The cuckoo clock. Yeah, and so there is validity to that. That there is a limit to what peace can build, and that's what the mirror universe runs off of. That theory that 
hey, let me let me steal from Star Wars. Wars that wars don't make one great. Well, it turns out that they definitely advance technology. Yeah. Which brings me to my point. We're going to bomb the. You North had a point. The North Pole because we need to advance. I need a higher def television, so I'm going to need them to bomb the North Pole. Well, penguins know what they did. Are those North or South Pole? It don't, don't matter. Bomb. Like I said, I like I like Discovery. I I, I I still stick by my original. It's you know it's less and less Trek, and probably what I'm saying is what most of the Trekkers who hate it say. Correct that it's it's moved away from it. We've talked about it doesn't follow Roddenberry's vision. It doesn't. Which again, I say watch Chaos on the Bridge where they have the entire conversation where they first pitched the pleasure planet of Riza and Gene Roddenberry went great we'll have everybody basically having an orgy with everybody else and they had to be like gene gene no no gene but yeah. you can have a pr- pleasure planet and that just be implied <laughs> no you you you're right but it still works for me and i still enjoy the show yeah, well and like i said i i think the to me and like i said it, it goes back to that what like I said, that one character, and it did, it had a huge impact on me when I was watching it. Just that entire scene where he says, You can hang this, you know, you have the authority, and all of that. And then when it kind of loops yeah. back to it later, to me, that is, I can't think of any element of Star Wars or any other sci fi franchise where somebody with that little screen time literally made me go, Oh man, that is, there's something to that. That I mean, I, probably the closest, and it's not that same response, but would be you know Boba Fett back in the the, I mean he has yeah. what two lines and still everybody I, I have that action. They figure just over there. love him. They just love him. And so, I, I, but it's two different story arcs, right? Yeah. I mean that guy's not a bounty hunter. He's a keeper of the faith, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's still it was one of those things I was like, and the way the actor did it, I. I literally, like I said, it actually hit something for me, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's Star Trek to me." That it, it's it's one of the things that made me go, "Yeah, this is, you know, what does it mean to try to preserve this ideal?" The only other uh, thing I could think of, I had a list and I forgot where I put it, is that is it me or does Discovery have more Deus Ex Machina than any other Star Trek show of all time? Too. Whether it be the computer that had the intelligence, the rap that's helping, the blah, 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 or the things it, that just pop it, it up. It pains me to say this, but the original series may have had a little bit more. Did it? It doesn't seem like it did to me. Dude, you, I, and you, I, I, I love... I have watched I love the episode. episode. I love the episode. But the entire thing where Kirk is fighting the Gorn, it's like, wait, if only there was some way. What are those rocks made out of? If only could machine those into gunpowder. You know, it's one of the things where I'm like, eh, I mean, and they're and it's, and it's it's rampant through all entertainment. You know, it just it's, it means got out of the machine. For any of you people out there who study, you know, it's just yeah, it's, it's as your last minute save, it's yeah, whatever the, whatever. The that best is. example is Jurassic Park. They're about to be eaten by the Velociraptors. T Rex comes out of nowhere and bites one of the Velociraptors, and they run out and get in the jeep and drive off. That's yeah. the to me, it's the best example of it ever. ever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and literally the, the the term itself comes from when they used to perform the Greek and Roman or Greek I thought tragedies. Do sex, I thought do sex machnia meant poop in the robot. No, that's, that's anyway. You were saying, James. Anyway, um, but it comes from you know in a lot of the Greek mythologies and things like that when they when they Self were red or sealing stem bolts. Yes, <laughs> when they were red. It you know, and you can see this even in some of the remade for films. Hercules is getting beat down, and all of a sudden he goes, "Zeus, help me!" And Zeus shows up and helps. Yeah. God, or he gives him extra power. That's it. It's goes back to mythology. It is, um, and yep. so yeah, no, it is relatively common. Um, but as, again, it doesn't necessarily take me out of it. Uh, but it, they do use it quite a bit. Now they, they also use some ingenuity here and there. But no, I, I I do think that's a, a bit. that's a fault in. There's in, a scene Chad hasn't seen with the main character. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a bit. I'm well, just going to come right back out of this virtual thing and. 
Well, no, no. I, I was about to say, I think that, uh, but like I said, I think that's true of Star Trek. There's certain episodes, and I love them. I, I do. I love, uh, I love them. But I mean, you could go. One of my favorite episodes from the original series, which a lot of people don't name, but I love the Squire of Gothos. That's the episode with Trelane, and I mean, it's actually a great scene and thing because they're so convinced. Oh, the mirror is where he, where he gets his power, and what happens? Kirk shoots the mirror, and he doesn't lose his power. And what ultimately stops him at, at the end? Spoiler, if you've never seen the episode, his parents show up and yeah. say, "Stop playing with these lesser beings. Stop yeah. it." And it turns out all the mirror did was stop his parents from noticing where what he was doing. Yep. The mirror blocked his parent. The mirror di- di- disabled the V chip on his television so he could watch what he wanted. So and so, I mean that again. I think that's a pretty common thing. But I think when it's done well, and I'm not saying it's always done well because yeah. it's not. But I think when it's done well, it does show that, hey, it's a big universe that we're playing in, and there's things that you're not going to be able to control. But it's yeah. not always done well. All right, guys, anything else to like say? Like at the end, like you mentioned earlier, when that T-Rex shows up and bites Peter Weller's leg off to make him realize the error of his ways. And he says, no, not again. We don't even know what he's referencing. Yeah, yeah. It's or weird, the T-Rex though, he- goes, are you – are you a cop? Because I don't like cops. <laughs> <laughs> and then for some reason, we hear it's a leg being pulled problem. away, a VCR open up. <laughs> so yeah, we're I got this problem. Cops don't like me. Oh. Then oh. he said, Dr. Dre can have all the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, this guy comes out and he says, my name's Ed, and I'm the 209th person in my family named that. And they said, oh, you must be Ed 209. And they just go with it. Anyway, Chad, that's what you've got to look for. Actually, Oops. it would be awesome if when Chad watches it, Paramount Plus messes with him just enough to edit all our ideas in. Right. Hoop yep. in the robot. All right, everybody. <laughs> this has been our episode on what the hell did we talk about again? Really, season three and just generally. But yeah, so I mean. And the fact that James oh, hates Stamet, Nicholas Cage, Vincent Price, and Edgar Allan Poe. I will burn down everything you love, which from mm. what I understand is everything that I love. So, oh, I'm just, I'm full of self uh, By the way, though, real quick to wrap up. So, season, <laughs> yes. no, no, as, as we think about, so we talked about season three finally. Yeah. We talked about season one and two. Overall, what do you think about the trajectory of the show? Is it going upward? Uh, I enjoy it. I don't know that it's going upward because my favorite villain is gone from the first season. Um, so I, it's consistently good and it takes me places that I don't always necessarily seem like you're talking about. I didn't know they're going to shoot 800 years into the future. I did not know that. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that about them. (laughs) Yeah, just like season two, I didn't know season two was all going to be led by Pike, and I'm just like, I, I, I really yeah. cannot. I'm, I'm excited about season four. I want to see where they're going. Yeah, so I'm with. Yeah, I like the fact that I, that they do it. Uh, it's just sometimes they, I'm, I wish they'd put a captain in that seat and kind of live with it for a year or two. Well, and allegedly, how's that for a criticism? I say, and allegedly, again, without giving anything away. We're going to see the decision made at the end is going to stick for a while. Okay. Because the other party, I mean, here, obviously, how about I do this? Go ahead. <laughs> obviously, there were no major cast changes. No, so there's no. We know. I feel Mr. like he's X. actually not talking about. It. I feel. I feel like he's doing something to besmirch me. No, no, I'm actually he talking. Know what besmirch means? We we know. We oh, see, put him back in. I we know. know Doug Jones is back next season. Right. He is not going to come back and instantly be captain because he has to. But then that piss you off a little bit, James, that he switched it up a deaf. Can somebody happen. give me a thumbs up if I can put my headphones back in? We will think about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, doesn't that um, piss you off just a little bit? And and by the way, you all didn't ask me mine. I actually have problems with Michael. I I because it doesn't, it's just everything works out for her, even when she does stupid things. It doesn't bother. My headphones me. are attacking each other. It doesn't. Rawr. It's like having our own wash, except not as entertaining and not capable. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for a pole to um, go through him. <laughs> Like a leaf on the wind. Like See, a leaf on the wind. Just anyway. go ahead and put them back in. 
Um, what I was saying is that I, you all didn't ask me mine, and it's not. I don't know that she's my least favorite, but I have a lot of. To me, a lot of times they push Michael to the forefront mm-hmm. when I feel a lot of the actions that she does would not put her there in a natural storytelling. I, I agree with that. They put they keep though? pushing her to the forefront. I, by the way, she's a good actress. Yes. She's fantastic yeah. on The Walking Dead. She's good in this. That's not it. It's the character makes so many stupid decisions that she's rewarded for. Do you think though? And and, and I'm I I'm not. Or brash decisions that don't really fall into Star Trek. I'm not making excuses. Which goes back to my whole original point. Do you understand what I mean? It's just, it's like, it's the name of Star Trek. It has some of the points, but I don't know that it's necessary. I still don't know that it's necessarily Star Trek. I enjoy, and before you kill me, I enjoy the show. I like the show. No, but I'm not making excuses for it. But do you think? And maybe I'm rationalizing here, but do you think it's finding that balance for you've got years of fans like, you know, and I've said this before, people say, who's your favorite captain? I'm like, do I have to serve under them? Because yeah. if I have to serve under them, Picard's at the bottom. Why? Because Picard stays on the ship. And if I'm going to stick my neck out, I expect somebody to stick, stick their neck out. But with that me. probably makes more actual captain sense. It does. Mm-hmm. It, and that's what I mean. So, and it, probably so the, wouldn't the, send the captain out on every and in, day of in, in some and for Thomas, some reason he is sure shouldn't rip halfway through somehow the episode uh you know yeah he shouldn't be hey uh instant thomas ship's historian and picard are gonna go down and there's gonna be space lizards and we're just gonna see what no i agree from a logistic viewpoint but from my again it's a, the question i always ask somebody who's your favorite captain it, because it's been since since Next Generation came out, right? And once it got big, it's been Kirk or Picard, Kirk, or later on, Cisco. And my answer always is, what capacity are we dealing in? If Scott it's Bakula. Dip- it, I, and that's my happy middle ground. Like, if I have to, if it's in every aspect, I have to serve under them, I have to work with them, I have to, it's going to be Archer. Archer but, is the one I, I, Archer is the one I identify with the most, even though it's not my favorite. I, 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 I love Deep Space Nine, uh, but Archer is the one on a, on a human level that person way, the way it was written is the one i identify with the most out of all the star trek but, but and to me he's one of the most explorative because he's still mm-hmm. figuring everything and there's something about but literally my answer is always if it's a di- diplomatic mission you send picard if it's war you send cisco if it's exploration you send archer yeah if it's you know just getting people a lot keeping people alive it's probably janeway and if it's for the sheer adventure of it it's going to be kirk yeah. Yeah. And that's the logic that I made. Now that being said, where does Pike come in? Um, we'll see. I will I've got to figure that out, man. It's it's I'm on a journey of discovery. See what I did there? Anyway, um the, the other side of it, it is though, I, I say all that to say do what you about think Sulu? One, um he I mean he's probably he's pretty high up. Uh, as 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 Takei says, he's technically the hero of Star Trek Six. He is, he is yeah. absolutely fire apart then. Anyway, um, I love that line. I do too. I love it. It's going to shake us apart. Flyer apart. Flyer apart. Oh, I love it. You're absolutely Uh, right. Oh, it's good. The entire, uh, but I say all that to say, do you think one thing Discovery is having to wrestle with is years of fandom saying, well, we want somebody adventurous like Kirk. Well, Kirk broke the rules all the time. So that wouldn't be accurate, quote unquote. Okay. Riker. Here's Picard. Uh, okay, well, yeah, he's a little bit of a stuffed shirt a lot of time. He always quotes, okay, well, here's Cisco. He's going to know the regulations, but also know when to break them. Yeah, well, he poisoned an entire planet, so we're a little bit, okay, well, here's Janeway. Well, sure, I mean, she's dedicated to her crew, but so do you think by the time they get to Discovery, one reason you have that rotating captain seat is you're just knowing you're going to make everybody upset about something, so hey, you want the angry captain? Good, here's your Lorca. Guess what? Season one, he's gone. You want your upbeat, you've got potential, Captain Pike. Okay, cool. So, and 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 again, we'll see how this plays out through the next several, hopefully, seasons. But I do wonder if one of these days we're going to be able to look back and say, "Oh, you know, it's a commentary." Because I think in some ways we do that with our military now, right? What's the purpose of our military? To defend, to attack, Mm -hmm. to preserve, to 
Safeguard? What is it? I don't know. I didn't serve. I'm well, not you, a good American. Well, you, yeah, I mean, and I've gotten off the point of what we were talking about. You've been yeah. served with my yeah, sick, sick true. dance moves. Oh, man. I missed that guy. All right. So are we done? We are done. All right. This has been Bonehead Weekly. If you have hate mail, please send it to Glenn Cochran somewhere in bumfuck Australia. I don't know. Uh, I think you live in I, Melbourne. Or is it Melbourne? I, I think I, if I you're think in Florida, it's Melbourne. I would say I think you're mispronouncing it. I think in uh, in Australia it's pronounced Bumfiesel. I'm not sure about that. Bumfiesel. I, I don't speak Australian. Death noodles everywhere. All <laughs> everything on it's pretty much like the hot rura pente <laughs> it'll kill you this you want to stay in prison it's just safer it's been bonehead uh.